now to a totally different type of waterway. Galway hookers are intrinsically linked to the islands off our western shores. There were fishing boats, ferries and trade vessels right up until the 1960s. Now they're an important part of our culture. Joanna McNicholas has been on one, the MacDuoc, as it went on a cultural mission earlier this month. the sound of internationally acclaimed Irish harper Leisha Kelly. Leisha is director of Ackill International Harp Festival and she's playing her harp on the deck of a Galway hooker as it sails the Atlantic Ocean. Here is Dr McBrogan to explain a little more. This is the uh, Galway hooker, Mok Duok. At the moment we've, we've just uh, left Inish Turk, beautiful harbour, on a beautiful day and we're sailing towards Clare Island. We're probably doing a bit less than walking speed, which is lovely because you've seen the world as walking speed really, you know, we're about doing about two knots, but hopefully when we pass the island now the wind will pick up and we get up to four or five knots, four or five miles an hour. Uh, we'll be in Clare Island in a couple of hours. Uh, we're on an expedition called Casa Nathija, the turn of the tide with Leisha Kelly and Frida and her friends. Uh, interconnecting the islands through music and stories, etc. But the Mokduok that we're sailing on at the moment under full sail was built in Connemara, built 78 and 79 by a young builder then called Colomel Curtains from Weenish. She was used for inshore fishing, but uh, she was too awkward really as a hooker for inshore fishing. So I got her in 1987 and I've been sailing her ever since as a Galway hooker. She is the biggest of the fleet. She was the first hooker to be built in Connemara in the previous 40 years because of the revival. I'm lucky, and Paul here was with me at the time, that we were around for the revival of the Galway hookers in the 70s, and this boat was the first boat of that revival, the Mokduok. And she's taken me uh, many places around the world, around Europe, and here's another expedition I'm delighted to be doing with my crew. William Dillon Leach and Paul Monaghan and musicians uh, helping out on a fine evening. You couldn't be in a better spot. We started off at Mount Fela Victor on the 16th of July. It was a lovely day. We always go try to make uh, Fela Victor, which Mokdara's island is really the home of the hookers. And uh, from Mount Fela Victor, we went up to Boffin, had two couple of nights in Boffin, in Boffin. Uh, then Turk last two nights, uh, hitting into Clare for the next two nights, and on and to Ackle. And uh, after Ackle, then we hope to go to Ardenmore off Donegal. And I would never pass Tory without calling in, so hopefully we'll see Tory as well and back home again. Nakuna Jay. I'm uh, Jerem of the Guilty from Duach in Ackle. Um, and as you know, we're on board the Machdoch here at the minute. The uh, sea is flat calm. Um, I'm part of the uh, committee on the Ackle International Harp Festival and this was a pipe dream we had a number of years ago and we actually can't believe that it came to fruition. There's another member of the crew who was supposed to have been on this voyage and she's not with us and that's Mary Labelle Burke. Would you like to tell us about that? Yes, Mary unfortunately passed away last September and from the outset uh, when she heard about this project she was really, really excited about it. Um, she was certainly looking forward to it. As I said, unfortunately she passed away but she's very much in our thoughts and um, what we're doing actually as a gesture is we're taking stones from each of the shorelines 
on the islands that we're visiting and we're going to lay them on her final resting place. Mary was married to Tony Burke from Duach, a um, well-known fisherman, so indeed that was another link. The Arts Council of Ireland had, had, had rolled behind this as a, as, as a project which we were delighted and it could not happen without them. Um, again, they see the relevance of connecting the islands uh, culturally, musically, artistically. Um, and I suppose in that we're covering all the various art forms. We commissioned artists on every island. We have Andrew Murray, a singer in Inish Boffin. On Inish Turk, we have Cathy O'Toole, a concertina player. On Clare Island, uh, we have commissioned Beth Moran, who's a weaver. In Achill, we're uh, going to remember Mary Alburk because uh, as an artist, Mary had done a lot of seascapes. The sea had a big influence on her life and through her art. And in Arne Moore and Donegal, commissioned uh, Pruncius Mac Award as a writer. So it's, it's to connect the islands and find out the differences and the similarities between these islands. That's really our, our mission. Can you tell us something about the hooker? You seem to know a lot about them. Some people think they're, they're Galway hookers and only Galway hookers, but, but you know, if you do a bit of research going up the coast, there were an awful lot of hookers in Achill, and I believe there weren't any hookers north of Achill, but there's a, there's a history of hookers, even though there aren't any hookers at the moment in Achill, but there's a, there's a, a thriving yawl committee down there, and they race yawls every summer, so it's a, they're still keeping the tradition of sailing alive, which is great. The reason we chose the hooker was because it was the old highway to join the islands and that's why we've joined McBrogan on the Makhduach. I'm Leisha Kelly and we're on the Makhduach, the mighty Makhduach, coming into Clare Island now shortly. Um, and we're on a big project that we've had in the works for years of Kossanathija, which is the turning of the tide. And it's the turning of the tide on the reconnection of these islands here, Baffin, Turk, Clare. Ackle and then also Aaron Moore with the historical connection with uh, Ackle through Tottyhoak and through bagpipes and obviously the, the great ocean. Part of the fundamental isolation that has happened in my lifetime would be the demise of the fishing industry. Not the big fishing industry but the small man with his, you know, his small boat just getting the fish and um, they would have just gone into the different places on the islands. Maybe you had to stay over because of weather and you have then knock-on of marriages and just interconnectedness that was much more natural. When I heard you talk about this trip two years ago or so, at that stage it was a much longer trip and that was before Covid came and changed your plans. Originally the plan was the connection south and uh, with these islands, Arnmore, and to go up to the Outer Hebrides to call into Barra and South Uist and even to go into as far as Sky just because of the musical connections. Well, that all changed then with COVID last year. We, the beginning of last year, we thought we might be still able to go, but maybe not as far as Scotland, just because of the restrictions, you wouldn't get in. And um, then also the whole project was supposed to culminate in a kind of performance or a telling of what we discovered on the journey. And the easiest thing for us as musicians is always to sit down and play, but also to show a bit of history, um, the connections, the culture, through just storytelling, uh, great music stories. Of course, when we were coming round the headline yesterday, we were playing dunes on the, on the deck. The welcome coming into Inish Turk was unbelievable. It was actually very emotional. Um, all the boats that came out to meet us and bring us in, and the curves and lads even rowing out to us. It was just very special. And there was another visiting boat with a crowd from uh, the Midlands, and there was a couple of musicians on board. <laughs> they were playing the same tune as us. So that's a fairly rare thing anyway, to be playing a tune and somebody else in the boat over in the middle of the ocean will be playing a tune with you. Yeah. I'm Frida Hatton and I'm the Kossanathija project manager.
prior to uh, embarking on this epic journey um, I was responsible for the logistics and coordination of each leg of the journey and uh, liaising with the island communities and each of our commissioned artists and we have a film crew doing some work for us later on in the month so logistics and general planning and coordination. We are connecting with the islanders, we are talking to them on a very personal level, just gathering stories about history, shared heritage, links, former links that may some may have been lost between the various islands, but also to try and forge connections for the future with the permission of each contributor, um, recording it either a video recording or a sound recording. Um, we will edit that down and use it and bank it and we will share it with the communities and use some of it ourselves and we will be then creating a small film about um, a collaborative piece of work that we're as part of this stick. So we've commissioned an artist on each of the five islands and together they will work to create a new piece of work and that will be recorded along with some landscape footage and the, that will culminate in a, a visual piece which we will release as part of the Ackle Harp Festival in October. As we entered the harbour at Clare Island, alongside us on another boat, a group of musicians were playing. At this point, I said goodbye to the crew and two days later met up with them again when the Makduok arrived into Ackle to a huge welcome. Uh, really amazing to see so many people come out to welcome the Makduok in. She hasn't been in for 27 years and it was lovely just to be playing tunes and pulling up and then we see there's a gang playing music on the, on the, on the pier and all great crowd of people. It was just absolutely fabulous. And the lifeboat was out to meet you as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have the Aclaidan lifeboat, we had the Coast Guard, we had Common Amadori, the, the Yawl Sailing Club, they were out of two yawls and they had their rib as well. We had the Belcraher uh, Sailing Club from Ballycroy, Seamus Butler, and it's great to see the younger generation out in their dinghies as they call them. And um, we had other fishermen, we had, we had pleasure boats following us. It was, um, as Leisha said, it truly was very emotional. And it was great today to have Tom Moran, a Curran man, at the helm today, bringing the Makduok in for Skipper Mick Brogan because he knows the channel so well and we needed someone, because it's, it's such a narrow channel, and we had to wait for full tide and uh, come in with the tide there. Mick handed the helm over to Tom Moran because he would know the channel inside out. There are various sandbars that have to be avoided and, and strong currents. Um, and I'll just say it was very it was a proud moment for Tom as well um, to bring in the Makduach and um, he got us there safely, no problem to him. Donegal is the last stop and you'll be off there now in a couple of days. We're setting off there on Sunday evening, is that right Leisha? Yeah, an hour and more, we can't wait. Uh, that's going to be a 48 hour trip so it'll be um, we'll all be in close quarters, overnight ro rotating uh, watch and things like that. We're looking forward to it, looking really forward to it. Hopefully the weather will yeah. will stay as it is because we've been absolutely blessed in our journey this far. Um, really looking forward to, to touching base with the community up there. Joanna McNicholas.